what's up everybody you are tuned into the elks call with the elks herd my name is scout aka the rep from section x and i'm Catherine, aka to even elks and today our special guest is a toronto argonauts season ticket holder and tailgater Ladies and gentlemen, it is David Brown, a.k.a. Ginger Argo. Thanks for joining us, Dave. What's going on, guys? Living the dream, freezing out here, and uh, heading (laughs) off season without playoff football. Uh, How was your uh, trip to Saskatchewan for the uh, Argonauts game there last week? Absolutely fantastic um you know regina is uh definitely a boring city but the people out there are fantastic uh really made us feel uh at home so we uh we all enjoyed it the whole crew that's awesome i mean definitely didn't go for the scenery right (laughs) (laughs) no i think we saw maybe uh one small mountain while we were out there and it was (laughs) man-made it is it is very flat (laughs) <laughs> gravel pile yes um so uh, speaking of which before we dig into the schedule uh, this is going to be you going to this next game in ottawa this is going to be the final regular season game for you that you've attended live um yeah. did you also number, catch- 18. number 18 did you catch all the preseason games as well no oh no. okay okay no. Uh, they don't no, count. Okay. no, preseasons don't count in my eyes. <laughs> no, I love it. And, yeah, I mean, you're right. Uh, it's That's just all a development piece. But the regular season absolutely matters. And then you're also getting to see both the Eastern final and the Grey Cup games. So. Correct. Correct. Unreal. That's uh, we're, we're rooting for you. We definitely hope that you accomplish that feat. That's absolutely unreal, man. Well, I'll I'll tell you. I know uh, I know that a lot of uh, a lot of teams complain about all the travel and how exhausting it is. And you know, we as fans normally are like, oh, you know, it can't be all that bad. I'll tell you, I am absolutely exhausted. I am looking forward to uh, I am looking forward to a week off uh, after next week before the Eastern Final. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do know that uh, the CFL season for hardcore fans, it can be a little bit taxing. And I mean, you're you're going through the same stuff the team is as far as travel. So yes. um, we commend you. Absolutely unreal, man. Hey, like, we're it's not a little bit. Wrestling. It's definitely harder for the fans because don't forget, we got a night before and a night after drinking. Yeah. <laughs> you get up prepare and then you get to celebrate well you know what that's not the case so much for us but over there yes <laughs> we, we get to live vicariously through you right um, okay so for today's show absolutely stacked as always uh first we're gonna do that quick recap on that elks versus blue bombers game a nasty 45 25 loss for the elks and then the transactions that have followed after that, we're going to talk about our plans as the Elks heard uh, for the offseason and then do some light speculation on where the Elks need to improve for 2024 and, you know, which direction they may be headed. Uh, following that, we're going to open up the fan forum where we talk about hot topics surrounding the Elks, CFL, and the sports world. Uh, after the fan forum, we're going to give you a quick 
Edmonton Sports Update, followed by our our commercials. And then we're going to interview Ginger Argo in The More You Didn't Know for the copyright infringement. Uh, be sure to blow up the herd chat today with your questions and comments as we will read through all of them during tonight's show. Kathy, yeah, you have a quarter by quarter. Let's go. Let's go. This is we're going to talk about the Edmonton Elks game that they had on October 21st against the Winnipeg Bombers. I'm just going to take it fairly <laughs> quick because we all know what happened. <laughs> you know, I'll pause in during the halftime so that we can have a little bit of discussion. But just to give all of the listeners a little quick uh, recap, you know, when it came to the first quarter, it seemed that we just started. Like, you know, we couldn't stop the run right off the get-go. Uh, we Han had that pass interference yeah. call that allowed Winnipeg to get a touchdown. And then, of course, right after that, you know, I have in my notes, I have a big WTF Trey Ford. That's, that's what my notes were as I was watching the game, as I was making notes. That's all I had wtf trey ford you know he was holding on to the ball for way too long and they got another touchdown right after uh they punched the ball right out of his hands and all of this was five minutes in and then on top of that a sack mm -hmm. as well so uh we did see that huge reception by arsenal though uh he had a huge 77 yard run uh which just adds another notch to his uh, record for mm -hmm. number of receptions, consecutive receptions that he's had uh, this season. So, good so in, a, in a row in his in career, row, yeah. Yes. And, uh, I mean, Trey Ford ran it close enough, of course, to a second and goal, and Cornelius got it in for a touchdown. Uh, Brown had a really good run as well as Trey Ford. But really, when it comes to Trey Ford, once again, it came to that point that we didn't really have much faith because now every time that we saw Trey Ford run, we either thought that he was going to get sacked or mm -hmm. somebody was going to punch the ball right out of his hands. But thankfully, Faithful kicked it in um, a field goal for a score of 10-14 going to the second quarter. And of course, going into the second quarter, it was penalties galore, right? One of the things that we noticed right off the get-go is how undisciplined they seem to be playing. Mm -hmm. uh, Kyron Moore had a little bit of an issue catching the ball on that second down, taking away good opportunities for good drives, mm -hmm. right? Oliveira, he was terrific during the first half and the second half. And of course, you know, the defense tried, but it was not good enough to stop him. Uh, we did see that catch by Gino Lewis in the second quarter. Uh, he had seven receptions in this game, which is finally just beautiful. <laughs> finally, we see uh, uh, that kind of play from him. Yes. And, you know, Cornelius once again got it close enough. Uh, they want that challenge mm -hmm. that um, uh, Chris Jones had. And, of course, Corny had the chance to run it in for another touchdown. Uh, Faithful kicks it in once again for another field goal, and we go into the half seven points behind. So having that first half of the game that we went through, let's talk a little bit about our offensive team. I mean, we clearly, we, we've we seen it both in the O-line, you know, now making enough spaces for, mm -hmm. um, you know, like Kevin Brown. Kevin Brown to run through. Yeah. Um, 
Trey Ford as well, you know, he was getting at the end of the season at least four sacks per game, mm-hmm. right? So, Dave, give me your thoughts here. I mean, from a team that clearly has their stuff figured out, <laughs> <laughs> what are you are your observations about what you have seen with the Elks O-line after this game? Well, I even think going back to the Argo game um, where we were in Edmonton, um, I I don't think that you guys are giving Ford or, or in fairness, Cornelius, um, enough blocking, enough time um, for him to do what he needs to do in the pocket. Um, it's, it, it's definitely a very, very, very weak point for the Elks. Um, don't now that being said, there was a lot of good things, obviously that started happening. And as things started to click as the season went on, I know you guys just finished, uh, you know, four losses in a row, but you know, there, there's a lot of the little things that look like they're coming together. It's a team that is just starting to gel. Um, and I'm actually, I'm really excited to see what the else can do in the next two or three years. Yeah, it's the, the only the only issue that you know fans a lot of fans have is that we had this kind of hope to end the season last year now there's been a lot of changes a little bit of tragedy things that you can't control we've kind of gotten ourselves back to that point where yes we have a core yes we have a lot of promise going forward the difference Chris Jones has already said that he's not looking at doing a massive roster turnover again. He's looking mm-hmm. to keep, you know, something like 60 to 70% of this team. Uh, the offense, uh, specifically the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. We, we have not, and especially in the last four games where we've, we've definitely uh, lost the games earlier, had really bad turning points in the middle of the game. Um, offensive line definitely and uh to start the season as well like i've said on the last episode preseason game one we we actually looked good as an offensive line but just like you said earlier <laughs> preseason don't count preseason yeah, count. yeah. So. but you know when, when you look at what you guys are putting up point wise um you know it's not it's not like the red blacks um, you know, you guys are actually putting up on a fairly consistent basis, double digit points. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that, that really screams defense. Where's the defense. And, you know, when you get a team like Winnipeg coming in, you're not going to win unless you can shut them down. Yeah. There's no way because Calero, you know, when Calero starts getting hot in a game, he's just going to run with it. So, you know, 45 points is not surprising from, uh, from Caleros, but, uh, you know, if you guys can shut, shut down that, that offense, mm-hmm. then you guys have shown that you guys can put points up. Yeah. And I think it, it goes both ways, right? I mean, going back to the offensive by the O-line, mm-hmm. not only are you, um, not stopping them, but you're also not, you're <laughs> allowing Trey Ford at that point to get sacked, right? You're not stopping and you're not making those openings for, you know, the Kevin Browns (laughs) to run through. Four four sacks a game is way too many. Way too many. I mean, and that's definitely not how we saw it 
going, right? I mean, after right after Trey Ford started playing and we saw some of the um, plays that he had under his belt, right? Some mm-hmm. of the things that he was throwing, he, we definitely were not expecting to see that. And, and yeah, you can't go anywhere when you are getting sacked four times or even more per game. Yeah. Well, I, I, think, I think Chad Kelly's been sacked four times all year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the exact number right now. But... Yeah, but even then, right? Like that's the difference. If you have a if you have a really good offensive line, yeah. they're going to give him the time. And especially Chad Kelly, he's not a Trey Ford in the sense that he's extremely mobile. But if he has to do it, he will definitely get the job done. And you know what? Yeah. I just thought, we we have talked a lot about Trey Ford scrambled load. Mm-hmm. Right, how he goes into scramble mode, and he—that's when he starts kind of losing a little bit of his confidence. But what if it is because he has no confidence in that Ola? No, it could be because part of the if problem. he if he truly had confidence that they were going to be right there to stop mm-hmm. them, he would take his time trying to figure out exactly to read the defense and try to figure out exactly where he's going to throw that ball. If he has yeah. absolutely zero confidence in that O line, he's going to be like, "This is on me. I got to run. No. They're not going to do their job." Right. So, well, and and we can definitely see that in especially Mm -hmm. right like the last last four, even six games, really. Um, and especially in the second half of this game, yeah, yeah. We go into the third quarter, and I call it the quarter of missed opportunities. (laughs) We had tons of great returns. Kyron Moore had that great, great return, um, and a face mask penalty for Winnipeg. for sure got us to those first downs but we really couldn't get it past that point mm-hmm. right not sure what was going on with Kyron's more receiving game he was struggling with that first game and you know there was a lot of um um possessions that he didn't oh, a I lot of like, a lot of baubles yes um and again once more you know we were both screaming at the tv just yelling at trey ford to throw the damn ball yeah. <laughs> over and over again. Uh, we did see that Rouge by Julian, which is absolutely lovely. I mean, when it comes to the Edmonton Elk things, now I'm, I look forward to see if <laughs> Julian is going to, you know, score a one-pointer. Over we, we got really <laughs> nice to see a Rouge. Yeah, I, I think the Elks have the most Rouges on the season. We got to look at oh, that stuff. We, we should look, look at, at that. that. Um, and then Pure Boy had a chance for that pick six, uh, but ball security, once again, that's the term that I was looking mm-hmm. for. Ball security seemed to be a thing this game. You know, he I'm pretty sure, I'm almost confident that he would have been able to take it home if he had caught that. Properly. Yeah, yeah, it was right so, in the hands, unfortunately, in yeah. and out, uh, right into the chest. It's one of those things. Yeah, and I mean, it seems like that was the whole missed opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. It just seemed like they just continued to come short during all the critical moments, which is very unfortunate. They got those first downs, they got some yardage, and then it would be dead. The drive would die. Going into the fourth quarter, of course, almost a decade since the last return touchdown, 2014, mm-hmm. I believe we said. Yeah. Um, and boom, Alexander, number 81, um, makes it happen. He got that return touchdown. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm choking over here. I got so excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, he got that monkey off his back. <laughs> there you go. Frog out um, the throat. 
but yes, I mean, after the Purifoy Mist attempt, it was definitely really nice to see. Yeah. And I mean, after so many years, eight years of not seeing something like that, mm -hmm. and everybody was talking about it, right? Everybody was like, oh, what is it going to happen? What is it going to happen? And we manifested <laughs> the return touchdown. Finally. Um, we had another amazing couple of catches by Gino Lewis. And I mean, it, they always seem to play, play really well when it's garbage time. <laughs> That's when everything comes out. Um, we had a second and goal, and Trey Ford decides to hold on to the ball once again for too long, kills the play. And of course, the end score turns out to be 45 25. I mean, as and as I mentioned throughout this recap, we had tons of milestones just even in this game alone, mm -hmm. right? With Manny and just everybody that I mentioned. And on top of those ones, we had Niles Morgan, who had 10 defensive tackles as well, becoming the fourth player in the club to surpass the 100 defensive tackles in a season. So, I mean, that's just it, right? And I think we mentioned it just previously. On paper, we have so many fantastic players. Mm -hmm. You know, we have amazing players, but it does not translate to an amazing team. So what is it that needs to be better? In your opinion, from an outsider, Dave, what would you say? What needs to change? What needs to be better? Just a couple of small pieces. And it's... It's tough because I haven't seen enough of the Elk games, unfortunately. You know, with being on the road so much this year, I, I do miss, I do miss a lot of the games. Like I missed the first half of the Elk game this weekend, um, and it's it's really it's tough for me to put my finger on anything. But from what I've seen, it's uh, it's definitely your defense. I think the defense as a whole, um, and I know everybody likes to rag on the offense. But I, I think if you guys can put together a much better defensive core next year, um, you'll see your wins increase at least three or four games. Thanks. What would like you it. say? I think that, yeah, offensive line, I'd like to see some improvement on the offensive line. Give Trey Ford a little bit more time. Um, defense, yeah, defensive line. Defensive line was all right. They, I, I, I called them good upon further analysis. They, they were all right. Coney Ely is already gone off the, uh, off the defensive line. Um, yeah, defensive unit as a whole. We did flop in the back end of quite a few games to go ahead and lose them. Right. Uh, we just didn't have that shutdown D mentality in a lot of those games and sure, right. The offense, you could use another insurance touchdown or two, but you really do need the defenses step up, especially in those critical scenarios. So uh, yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with that. I mean, it seems like uh, to me, it feels like it's a very juvenile team, right? It feels like they're just learning to play together. It feels like, um, they have all the pieces, but they haven't put them together yet. And that mm -hmm. is every single part of the team, right? Because even special teams was garbage yeah. most of the time as well. <laughs> you know, it's it, every single aspect of the team seemed like there could have been some improvement. Mm -hmm. That being said, we have the pieces that we need to make it successful. It's just a matter of putting everything together and trying to figure out what exactly is it that 
the elks need to change too. And maybe it might be just chemistry. They're mm-hmm. getting, because we said it before, right? That after Trey Ford came in and the change of uh, the offensive coordinator, it just seemed like the, it was a brand new start to the season. It's like we started a new season halfway through the season. So maybe they just didn't oh, yeah. time. And you guys started lighting it up. Yep. Like we were all actually getting really excited for you guys. Mm-hmm. What I would like to see is perhaps, well, and I know that we have some restraints with the, the salary caps and all of that. There's there's not much that we can do in terms of changes, but yeah. I do truly believe that in terms of coaching, Chris Jones has too many hats. And he needs to let something go <laughs> and maybe focus a little bit better, whether being a defensive coordinator or being a head coach. But when you have too many hats, we, you're just not able to pay attention enough. Like the Pat Quinn Maple Leafs. Yeah, pretty, pretty <laughs> much. Well, and even then, right, G. Roy Simon at assistant general manager He's basically doing the GM duties. So he's kind of already in that role now to ask Chris Jones to step down from that role. It's a massive ask. If anything, you would have to shuffle up that defensive coordinator Mm -hmm. position because that's the least important Mm -hmm. one of his hats. Uh, That being said, I don't don't know if that really happens. It would be nice, right? It it definitely would be nice. Um, We'll see. Puck and Pigskin here in the chat. Did ask who returned the last uh, touchdown back in the day. Kendall Lawrence back in 2014. Back in the day. Oof. Back in the day. Yeah, I did not have. Oh, that's what you were looking at. Yeah, that's exactly what I was looking at. <laughs> but, I mean, that was our last game of the season. Um, bittersweet in many ways. We're kind of glad that that's done. Mm-hmm. In many ways, we're already missing it. <laughs> but uh Let's just talk a little bit just before we move on to our fan forum. What do we have planned for the offseason? Ooh, so the Elks Herd will be planning. We're we're hoping to plan a fan skate. So last year we tried to plan it around Family Day. The Elks ended up doing something on Family Day. So um, our plans ended up getting nixed. We're (laughs) hoping to do this again this offseason. Uh, a watch party, potentially Grey Cup watch party here in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> but a couple of Oilers games. We're going to do some watch parties for Oilers games, uh, NFL football, anything that we can to get Edmonton Elks fans together because obviously we're not going to the playoffs. And <laughs> we will be watching playoff football. We will be cheering for your Argonauts. Yes. Why the Argo flags? Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> In our hearts, silently within. Why the little small ones then? <laughs> there you go. There you go. We do have our buttons that you guys gave us, yes. so we'll wear our buttons. So, um, what do you do in the off season, Dave? What? Well, I tend to flip over to NFL for a little while. Watch my Minnesota Vikings, um, which we will be the. Seventh team, I'm rooting uh, rooting for it. Will be the seventh team uh, to make the playoffs this year by starting zero and three. So I'm holding out hopes on that. Big big hopes, big hopes, big hopes, big hopes. Uh, yeah, and then I uh, well, then you end up with the Stanley Cup playoffs for a while, and uh, then you just kind of get ready for uh, ready for the CFL season again to get started. 
That's that's what I, I made that joke just recently, maybe last <laughs> week, that Scout plans his life around sports yeah. events. <laughs> 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 that's that's we we rotate our yeah. schedules based on whatever sport is happening at a certain time yep. <laughs> the, yeah it's just the seasons of sports yeah, right it's always <laughs> i think we get there's like, always something. <laughs> <laughs> i think there's like one month somewhere in there that there's no sports and you don't know what to do with yourself <laughs> It's definitely it February yeah. because you have Super Bowl <laughs> and then spring training for MLB is like yeah. end of February, March, somewhere in there. And once again, it's preseason. So yeah. it's uh, it's hard to care for that. Um, okay. So moving right along, we are going to open up the fan forum. So this is a segment called the fan forum where we're going to talk about some hot topics surrounding the Elks, the CFL, and the sports world in general. Our live listeners will get to chime in on each topic we discuss. Make sure you comment in the herd chat after we ask each question, as we'll look at the chat right after, and we'll get it onto the show. All right, let's yeah. dig in. So for our first topic, it's about the Toronto Argonauts. The Argos are headed into a nothing burger of a game against the Ottawa Red Blacks, and because of that and a potential injury, Chad Kelly will more than likely rest on the bench with Cameron Dukes getting the start. Some may say, specifically Winnipeg fans, that due to Kelly not starting multiple games, that he shouldn't be awarded the MOP award. Do you think Chad Kelly is still in contention for the MOP? Dave? Yes. Um... I will say that it's it, even if he does play against Ottawa, he is going to have a very tough time against Brady Oliveira. Um, in my eyes, those are the two that are in the running for it. it it's I I think we're going to see Kelly. Um, I think we'll see him for at least half the game. Um, I, I'd be very hard pressed to see him not play. I don't think you can actually, uh, you know, this, this is really his rookie year, um, for him to not play this week and then rest and then go into an Eastern final. I just don't see it happening. Okay. Nice. Okay. So, so that it, means ha- it hasn't been confirmed. Hasn't been confirmed there. Yeah. Dinwiddie has says that he will play a little bit. I can't remember what his exact quote was. Um, we were actually, we were joking about it, uh, the other day. Um, but I, I, I don't think Dinwiddie shows his hand in the media. I, I think he's gonna, he's gonna take it play by play on Saturday. Interesting. Yeah, I know. I was actually going off the Dinwiddie comments cause, uh, yeah. I think he said something like, it, like, is he going to play more than a quarter? And he said, not likely or something like that. So Chad Kelly, May end up starting, but maybe for a quarter or two, play half the game, and then he's going to go ahead and sit. Um, now the injury—was there any? Was there anything about an injury? Is that uh, have you heard anything on the Argos front there? No, um, and you know I don't think you can actually go in being scared about an injury. 
I mean, it, look, going into Winnipeg, I, I was a little bit concerned that maybe Winnipeg would take a run at them. And I know there's going to be a lot of Bomber fans that are going to probably chastise me for saying that. But I think that I think that the Bomber fans or the Bomber team looks at Kelly as a threat. They, so- said what, they saw what he did in the Great Cup last year, how he just was able to step in and get that for us. Um do I think that they would intentionally go out and hurt him? No. Um, but at the same time, maybe. Well, I, I think, don't think Ottawa's in the same boat, though. No. Yeah. No, Ottawa, I think if they were to do anything malicious, it would be extremely frowned upon. Yeah, yeah it, it's not... I don't think that there's a concern about him getting injured in the Ottawa game. I think all it is is just purely load management. They don't want to burn him out. But because you have a week off, where do you draw the line? Right. Well, and they also sat him for that game in Winnipeg, mm-hmm. which that's that ruffled a lot of feathers. Which is why we're kind of bringing this up now. Uh, we've we're in a couple of Facebook groups online, and we see all the all the chatter on social media. Mm-hmm. So we do know that. Winnipeg fans are chirping pretty hard about any sort of rest that Chad Kelly gets, especially when it comes to the MOP conversation. Yeah. You know what? I don't really think Chad Kelly cares about the MOP. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, our boys are looking at the big one at the end. So, you know, whether he's in the conversation or not, um, we're not interested in that. I don't think the team is interested in that. We want the big challenge at the end of the, the season. Well, but that's that's how true competitors should be. Yeah. You shouldn't be focused on getting an MVP award. Like <laughs> no. the, the Aaron Rodgers scenario where mm-hmm. he went to the New York Jets and said, I believe I can win another MVP. Or when he re-signed, I think it was actually re-signed with uh, the Green Bay Packers and said, yeah, I believe I could do another MVP season. It's like, well, that's great, but where's the Super Bowl season? Yeah, that means nothing when you haven't actually won a Super Bowl. Yeah, you're you're not a true team player if you're playing for individual awards. Very true. Nice. In my eyes, anyways. Yeah, what's your thoughts, Kathy? No, I, I mean... I still think that he should be in contention because he has been an outstanding player. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I agree. Like, who cares? I actually didn't even know that that was a thing. To nice. be honest. I mean, <laughs> I don't necessarily look into the awards. I know there have been some. Um, I know when we go into Commonwealth, we see a lot of posters. There was a lot of Jake Saracena posters in the women's bathroom, yeah, for the by the way. <laughs> so... <laughs> Just putting that out there, a lot of them. Um, but at the end of the day, I do agree. The main, the goal is to win it all, right? Mm-hmm. You are, you work as a team, you play as a team, and you want to win as a team. So, Chad Kelly is all about the Argos. He's not about himself. Um, and it goes to show that at the end of every interview, go Argos. No. Yeah. Perfect. See, and that makes him even more of an MOP. So there you go. <laughs> well, exactly. He's the, yeah, he, he's doing it for himself. Yeah. In the background, he he's getting he's getting those votes in for himself by being a team player. 
Yeah. He's not looking out for himself. Yeah, he's definitely he he's a team guy. He's not a yeah. solo individual, which you know, he much. gets yeah. you should see how excited he gets on the sidelines when Cameron Duke throws a touchdown or when he was uh when he was Saskatchewan there ran one in. Yeah. Like he went Kelly went bananas. It was it was nuts. So no, he he's about his team. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Trey Ford is also uh, very, very team, especially when he's signing that contract. Uh, <laughs> Elks got to pay him. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Elks, for a second, second topic here, the Elks are heading into the off season with another four and fourteen record for the second or third year in a row now. While the stats say this team still needs a lot of improvement, the last half of the season shows some promise. Do you think the 2023-4-14 record is different from the 2022 and 2021? And I do know we we touched a little bit on this, but mm-hmm. uh, let's go into depth. Dave, what do you figure? Yeah, because you know what? Like I said earlier, I think you guys are actually starting to gel. Um, I, I think a, a complete teardown of this team would be the wrong thing to do. Um, like you guys have roughed it out for a long time now. And I think, you know, the positives that have been shown this year, um, need, need to extend into next season. Um, you know, like I said, there's those, those few pieces that needs to, um, that need to be brought in. Um, a couple of positions need to be tweaked. And yeah, I, I, I think you guys should be excited if anything. I don't think this this should be looked as a lost cause season. I would have said differently after the first four or five games. <laughs> but now it's no, I, I think you guys have got some good things, uh good things coming in the future. And uh hopefully it's the, the downturn for the tie cats because the scale's always got a tip some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. Always, uh, Kathy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I do think it's different. I mean, even though the numbers are absolutely the same, which is a <laughs> you know sad thought. Uh, we definitely saw a lot of really good things that we hadn't seen the last year. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, we saw improvements. We saw um, a home win. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. You know, we hadn't seen it. I had never seen a home win prior to games, so that was a big big thing for me that I'm still talking about, but that alone. Well, and that was your, uh, that was your first home win as an, uh, an Elks team, right? Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. So, I mean, even then it's, it, it's a completely different season and it's, we've seen a lot of really good positives. Mm-hmm. We've seen some negatives of course, but I think we are definitely going in the right direction. And I think even just the feel itself, it feels like a different season too. Yeah, I mean, the two home wins were very, very crucial for the entire (laughs) fan base, right? It feels like the season was completely different just based on the fact that we saw two home wins. Uh, Combine that now with the return touchdown. And we were were homesick that day, uh, Mm -hmm. rather unfortunate. (laughs) However, we did indeed watch the game. So uh, the score, we we were getting beat down pretty good. Never stop watching the game. And sure enough, 
we got the return touchdown. Alexander's more than likely coming back next year. He's more than likely got a job just based on the fact that he broke the curse. And it it's great to see the Elks break so many of those streaks that have made them mm-hmm. notorious or infamous. Like this team is taken once again, you you said it. Uh we've been down in the dumps out here. We haven't had many reasons to cheer or to be excited. We just still maintain our fandom and we show up and we cheer and I mean in the end there near the end of the the whole uh the home losing streak uh I think you kind of went expecting losses which was really brutal but we are no longer in that position for this offseason we know who our starting quarterback is we know we have a really really good core and as I said earlier Chris Jones isn't looking at replacing many guys on this team which is good which is good. I'm glad about that. Yeah. I don't think I don't think we should have looked at another complete restart. Yeah. It would have been good. No, tear, tearing it down is just not the right way to do it. And you know, your your fans out there, you guys have just like you know, I want to touch on that because I know you guys have been roughing it out, but man, you guys are some great fans. Um, I know the whole group of us had one hell of a great time out there uh at the beginning of the season. And you guys you guys really put on a big big smile face out there on the parking lot and, and inside the stadium. So uh, hats off to you guys. Hey, no, and hats off to you because you definitely returned the favor when we came down to Toronto. Uh, Chris Agar, our good friend, Chris, told us to look for the uh, W, the Elks flag. We came out, yep. we went there, and we immediately dug into beverages and conversations. So uh, that was absolutely special. We can't thank you enough for that. <laughs> and it's something that we've talked about a couple times now because we <laughs> we enjoyed ourselves so much. So we truly did. Even now, when we're talking about going back to Toronto, yeah. it's like, oh, well, we have to make we go during a game. <laughs> you guys are always welcome. <laughs> definitely. No, it definitely made an impression. It was fantastic. Totally. And with that, we're going to bring it back to Edmonton with the Edmonton Sports Update. (laughs) Today's update is brought to you by Herdies. Thank you to the 500-plus fans that visited Lot A, stall number 44, this CFL season. Stay locked to the Elks Herd social media accounts for surprise Herdy's pop-ups in the off-season. We smoke the meats. What do you mean, Herdy's pop-ups? Where are we doing pop-ups? That's You're part of the plan. We didn't tell the people yet. <laughs> you didn't tell me. <laughs> Work in progress. Uh, last week, the Edmonton Elks were defeated by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers by a score of 45-25 to 25 at IG Field to end their season. The Elks officially end their CFL season with a 4-14 to 14 win-loss record. In the NHL, the Edmonton Oilers are hosting the Calgary Flames on Sunday for the Heritage Classic at Commonwealth Stadium. The Oilers are still looking for their first win at home this season. Puck drop is at 5 p.m. Mountain. In the WHL, the Edmonton Oil Kings are hosting the Portland Winterhawks on Saturday night at Rogers Place. Puck drop is at 7 p.m. And in Canada West, U Sports, 
the 6-1 University of Alberta Golden Bears football team defeated the Manitoba Bison 35-25 last Friday. They take on the 5-2 UBC Thunderbirds at Foot Field on Saturday to finish the regular season. Kickoff is at 1 p.m. Mountain. Where the Elks heard, you're up to date. All righty. Okay. So now that I've gotten my uh, air back in my lungs, we got some affiliate shout outs here. The first one is going to be Royal Retros. So you can find amazing CFL throwback jerseys over at royalretros.com. If you use code Stampede, you can get 10% off. We're using that code to celebrate the 2023 USFL champions, the Birmingham Stallions. Not Calgary. Not Calgary. Giddy up. (laughs) (laughs) And then thingsengraved.ca is the official merchandise supplier for Shotgun Sports Network and the Elks Herd. So there's always something on sale over at Thingsengraved. I did not check it this week. But I know I'm ordering something next week because we need a little bit more merch to give away around here. Uh, So head over to thingsengrave.ca. Check us out in the partner catalog. And then let's say you take a dip in Lake Ontario. Oh. See, exactly. It's pretty nasty. You're going to need some soap, some Canadian-made soap, lather, L-A-T-H-R, Dot com. If you head over to lather.com, you can use code Shotgun Sports 15% off over at Lather. I don't have a fancy slogan to end that. <laughs> All righty. So we have made it to our final segment. This is the more you didn't know for the copyright infringement. Uh-huh. Uh, so this segment, uh, in this segment, we're going to go ahead and interview. Dave, and if you have any questions for our good friend Dave, aka Ginger Argo, throw them in the herd chat and we will ask them live on the show. So, Dave, are you ready to get this grilling? Let's go. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you're on our show today because you're a CFL fan, obviously, more specifically, a Toronto Argonauts fan. We got to know why the double blue. So that actually goes back to a very good friend of mine, uh, Clinton Tipton. Um, he got me into it when we were young. Um, I actually I got to experience a lot of Argo games with him uh, back at Skydome. And uh, his father was a huge fan. Um, probably one of the biggest fans I've ever met. And believe me, I've met a lot of, a lot of big fans um down at the games and it just you know i've always been a toronto guy i was born and raised in toronto and a lot of the toronto franchises have just let me down over the years not the argos um you know they just they're always the bot they're always at the bottom of the fan barrel but they just seem to just get it done and it's it it's so proud um to be a fan of this team and you know especially this year it is just 
who else in the CFLs can actually sit there and say they're having as much fun as us? And that's a quote from Adam Ghost. <laughs> no, I, I, Adam Ghost was the one who filled us in that uh, you're going on the big tour and trying to catch all the games. So, yeah, big shout out to Adam. Um, yeah, I mean, like, that's amazing. And then the Double Blue, they have such a massive history. The 150th this year, uh, the, the players, exhibition, Sky Dome, BMO, some great buildings that they've played in, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah, you know, I was at one Argo game, like, year, well, long, long, long time ago now when it was actually Exhibition Stadium, um, which, oddly enough, is right where we were tailgating. So my normal tailgate spot actually is set up right at the what would have been the main entrance to the old Exhibition Stadium. And it's just, you know, the fact that we're back there on our home turf uh, with BMO Field is just really special. Um, and, you know, I know a lot of people say, oh, you know, BMO Field is, is a soccer field and stuff. Well, no, we we make it a football field. Mm-hmm. The Argo fans make it a football field down there. Definitely. And, I mean, just touching on the subject of the tailgate, I know that you're a well-known tailgater with one of the best tailgate menus in the <laughs> So when did you start tailgating, and what are all of your favorite tailgate dishes that you've so- All right. So we, um, uh, once again, I go back to Clint. Um, so Clinton and I have been season ticket holders. Clint's been a season ticket holder forever. Um, I've actually been a season ticket holder uh, back to, I started in 2018. Um, and what really got me into that was the uh, the 2017 Eastern Final against Saskatchewan. That really made me, that, that solidified uh, getting into being a season ticket holder. So we started tailgating in 2018, um, and we started out small. And uh, we would just bring down a small Blackstone and do some small stuff and maybe a little barbecue. And uh, obviously, as you guys have experienced this year, um, I've ratcheted up a couple of notches. So we have the uh, <laughs> we have the big uh, the big pit boss chest smoker um, that I've rigged up that mounts on the back of my pickup truck, um, and we've actually got a solar setup on it. Uh, it's it's still a work in progress. Unfortunately, we've still had to uh, jumpstart the thing with the generator to get it going. But uh, the solar panels and the deep cycle battery and the inverter seem to keep it humming along nicely so uh but yeah it's uh it's been fun with that uh we've done numerous dishes down there we've done uh we got uh burnt pork belly tips we do um got the armadillo eggs i've got a variation a spicy version with the jalapenos and a a non-spicy version with sweet peppers uh actually i think the game you guys were down at was where i got 300 pieces of chicken Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did those. Um, but I'll tell you, it takes a real dedication. It's uh, it's a good seven or eight hours of work uh, the night before, and then uh, I'm normally having to show up at the game at least eight hours prior to the game time to get the smoker going and have time for the stuff to cook. So uh, I'm normally the first one in the lot, if not the first, at least the second or the third, and uh, it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. We've got uh, obviously the Eastern Finals, a three PM game, so I'll be uh, I'll be in the parking lot probably somewhere between four thirty and five AM. Oh my goodness! And, uh, yeah, we're doing uh, 
I did it for a um, Alouettes game earlier this year, but we're doing uh, breakfast uh, breakfast logs. So it's a bacon basket weave, uh, one pound of bacon per log, and then a thin layer of uh, spiced ground pork that I do here at the house. And uh, then we put hash browns, uh, scrambled eggs, and you wrap it up, smoke it for about four hours, and then base it in barbecue sauce. Beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that Edmonton Elks um, fans are dedicated, but that sounds like <laughs> dedication right there. Well, and then the, you know what the nice thing is? We get the whole parking lot comes over. So really, with these with these tailgates, it's not just individual tailgates. It's one big tailgate, you know. And there there's a crew that started. I, I was I was looking at pictures from the guys actually earlier today. You know, and and going back to 2017, uh, I remember going down to that Eastern final game, and it was a tailgate that was very similar to the what we saw at uh, Ryderville this weekend, this past weekend. And it's all done by the team. And look, no, I'm not knocking, knock, not knocking MLSC because what? Well, it wasn't MLSC at the time, but um, you know, it, it's very regulated. Um, it's just minor. It's just a bunch of guys hanging out. Uh, drinking some beer, which is what we do now, but we take it up another level. And and in 2018, it started. I think I was looking at pictures. It was like four or five cars. Um, you know, good friend of mine, Steve Cody, he was out there, um, and a whole gang. And uh, you look at what we've got now. I mean, and unfortunately, you guys didn't even get to see what we we normally do because. Uh, we tend to get the shaft on the parking lot over there. If there's an, another event going on nearby, everybody else seems to get the parking first, so our good parking spots are taken. But when we actually get a good tailgate going down there, you know, we're... I, I don't think I'm stretching to say we got 150 cars down there, you know, and, and we could have upwards of about five, 600 people. And it's all a big community. Uh, I could go to any of the tailgates and, and you're always getting offered food and beer and whatever's there. And likewise, people come to ours. So it's, it's just, it's, and that's why I say it's one big tailgate. It's not individuals. So, you know, and, and it's, I, I look, you guys have got a great tailgate. Um, I mean, there was some good stuff going on at Calgary, um, you know, and honestly, shout out to the bombers. They, they did a good job. But I don't think anybody can touch us. <laughs> and that and and I know everybody's gonna say I'm being biased, but honestly, once once you've experienced all the tailgates out there, I think we legitimately are number one. Well, hey, that awesome. that gives us a reason to go back. Yeah. I mean we Drake, <laughs> Drake happened to spoil oh, yeah, our tailgate. Yeah. It's his fault. And you know what? We're all, we're we're building on it. Um, and actually, you know what? I'll tell you, the Thai cats have a very good tailgate. I've heard. Uh, yes. They, when we were there on there at Labor Day, um, they do it really well. Uh, and actually there's, uh, some of our friends, they actually hold, uh, season tickets at both in both Hamilton and Toronto. Um, and they tailgate at both, at avid tailgaters. And you know, it, but I still, th- I still think, even though Hamilton's got a good one, I still think we are, we are number one. And I'd love to have you guys back next year, and we can actually show you that. Oh, I can't oh, wait. We'll be back. And I mean, even if it's just to, you know, 
experience your food again. <laughs> uh, that smoked chicken was absolutely amazing. I still think about I'm, it. I may have to go buy a food truck next year. Probably a, a lot less work than trying to load the truck up every every uh, morning before I head down. Oh my goodness! We'll post a picture of the setup because it was I have never seen anything like that at a tailgate. So that yeah, was pretty good. Oh, it was unreal! <laughs> it was absolutely unreal. Um, okay, so for our next question, we know that you're heavily involved with CFL fans fight cancer. Great initiative. Can you please tell us more about that and how fans can support the cause? Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I I would actually say that, you know, Adam Ghost is probably the most heavily involved. Um, I haven't fully gotten into that yet. Um, so this is actually going to be my first Grey Cup this year. Um, and I'm actually, I'm looking forward to the CFL Fans Fight Cancer event so I can actually really experience it. Um, there is a uh, there is a website. Um, unfortunately, the, it slips my mind right now. I had somebody sent it to me the other day. Um, but I'll tell you, it, it, they do such great work. Um, and, uh, you know, Randy out in Hamilton, he's involved in it as well. So between Randy and Adam, the, these two just, they really take it and run with it and actually adam is going to be the mc this year at the cfl fans fight cancer event in uh in hamilton so anybody that's listening that's coming to the gray cup please come out to the event um support it there's lots of donations that have been made for the um for the uh the blind auctions uh it's just it's going to be a fantastic time and uh you know fighting a nasty cause no, it's a, it's great what you guys are doing. We took notice. We'll probably get a hold of Adam and see how we can get involved. We have a couple of ideas of our own for sure, but it's great to see you guys trying to make a difference, right? As fans, and I I think that we all do. I, I I think that you know BC fans, it'd be nice to see a representative from you know every every single team, and I I know that there is representatives out there. I know that there is a committee. Let's get more fans involved. Let's get more. Well, you can get these fantastic beer koozies too. Beautiful. Nice. So I, I know that they're going to be, uh, Dave Slesser will be uh, wandering around with these at, uh, at Grey Cup during the festivals. Um, and they're five bucks a piece. And if he, uh, if he's not, he definitely will be now after this because he's going to have no choice to. <laughs> definitely. We're going to be sharing that away. No problem. Yep. Yep. <laughs> No, yeah, that's, that's repost and all that. Yeah, we'll uh, yeah we'll definitely promote that. And um, yeah, maybe in this last question, I'll see yeah. if I can quickly grab uh, that website so yeah, that sure. people can get over there. Sounds great. Okay, so Dave, tell us where we can find you online and even in person if it's at the BMO Field parking lot before the game. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm on Facebook uh, under my name, David Brown. Um, I'm in all the Argo groups, uh, but then you've got. Uh, I'm going to be, I'm on Twitter, uh, or I guess X, you call it now, uh, at uh, GingerArgo17. Uh, but yeah, when I'm down at the tailgates, uh, normally down in the um, the southwest uh, corner of the tailgating portion down there, uh, I've got a, uh, a nice big flag that I fly up there that says GingerArgo Smoke and Grill. So <laughs> she's up 20 feet in the air, and it's got a, 
big picture of my face on there. Um, I've actually got, uh, I've got my, oh, my there little, <laughs> there's the wig, right? Uh, you guys were looking if I was going to bring that out or not. Yeah, yeah. You did it. We were hoping, we were hoping you're going to bring <laughs> I got the wig on there. So, um, yeah, no, that's, uh, and it, it's hard, hard to not find me because I'm the only one down there. Only crazy bugger down there with a smoker on the back of the truck. So, <laughs> but I'll tell you, the whole, the whole crew down there, everybody in uh, in our tailgating group, we're so welcoming. So, I it doesn't matter what team you're from, uh, who you're supporting. Uh, if you're at BMO Field, come on down and and say hi to us. Uh, we love to just chat with CFL fans. That's all it's about. It's a big CFL family, right? Yeah. No, they say, you know, hashtag CFL family. You're definitely... Sociable. Exactly. <laughs> Social, sociable. Oh, oh, see, now you said it. Okay, well, now I... But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. In that, in that case, though, I mean, when we went down, we couldn't have felt more welcomed. And like I said, it was extremely unexpected. We also ran into a lot of other people from x and facebook and everything else so um you had that hub down there and a big props to you for for building that down there and of course with what you have in that little hub area it grows and spreads across the rest of the tailgate so it's it's absolutely amazing and i would love to take credit for it but i'm going to tell you it's i am a very small piece of that puzzle down there everybody down there has just um built this because it, it all starts with who you meet down there and everybody just it just kind of morphs and take on takes on its own little uh uh its own little animal so no it, it's yeah it's been great it's been absolutely great well i know that we can't wait to see you again um hopefully we have another conversation soon especially you know, after the Grey Cup, we'll see I'll where see you your Argonauts land. We will cheer for yeah. the Argonauts for sure. We hope you guys uh, hope you guys make it to the Grey Cup. We'll just say that to not offend any of our Western brethren and sisters. <laughs> um, that being said, guys, this is all the time that we have for today. Dave, we can't thank you enough for joining the show today. This was awesome, man. Well, thank you guys for having me. It's great. Yeah, uh, it was it, fantastic. Uh, let's do this again sometime. For sure. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scout, a.k.a. The Rep from Section X. And I am Catherine, a.k.a. Dave and Elks. And this was Dave, a.k.a. Ginger Argo. We are the Elks Herd. This was the Elks Call. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us tonight. And we will chat you all soon. Cheers. Argo. <laughs>